Hey there, my name is Hugo Prince. I'm the host of the Influence Me, Influence More podcast, a podcast available in French and English. Before we go into the episode, I just want to give you a little bit of context about who I am and what is this podcast all about. So, I'm a podcaster since 2017 with my main show, The Road to the IPO, where I interview entrepreneurs, artists, and athletes. But I'm also the founder of Influence Unite, a company that connects influencers with the audience, and we do that through events, marketing services, networking, and now podcasting. For me, it was very important to give the credit to those local influencers because I believe nobody else is doing it. So that's why I start all this movement, all this community, because I want those influencers to share their journey with the audience. So this podcast is all about marketing, branding, Instagram, and all the other social media platforms. So if you want to learn more about marketing, how to run yourself, this podcast is the best one out there. Yeah, I believe that. Anyways, this podcast is available on all audio platforms, including Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. I hope you appreciate the show. If you want to know more about our events and when is the next event coming up, you just have to go and check on the Facebook page, Influencers Tonight. The link is in the description of this episode. So you can go and check it out. And I hope to see you in your next event, if you are from Montreal, of course. So, hope you enjoyed the show, and let's start this right now. So, all right, we are live. Hey, welcome to the podcast Influence Me, Influence Moi, a podcast by Influence Tonight. I'm your host, Hugo Prince. Um, before we start the show, I just want to let you know that we have an event coming out, coming out on the 29th of February. It's a collaboration with REC, a community for content creators. So if you want to be part of the event, it's on the 29th of February. It's a half a day event and the theme is how to launch your own business as a content creator and influencer. So if you want to be part of that, I'm going to put the link on the description or the comments so you can click and see if you want to come. So for the episode five of the podcast, I have the great pleasure to have on the show Bianca Risuto, a travel, lifestyle, fashion influencer who has more than 11,000 followers on Instagram and she was part of the Influencers Night event in November, Fashion Influencers, as a panelist. So, hey, Bianca, how's it going? Hi, Hugo. I'm good. How are you? <laughs> you doing good? Yes. yes. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you. Uh, I'm really glad to be here. Mm -hmm. I'm excited to go through this session yeah. and kind of deep dive into everything you want to know. Yeah. So, before we talk uh, about social media and Instagram, I just want to... I just want to know more about you. Okay. I think the audience also wants to know uh, uh, about yourself. So let me tell me a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? Where are you studying? Where do you work? So um, I'm born and raised in Montreal. Yeah. Um, my family comes from... Uh, so my grandparents are actually immigrants from Italy. Yeah. So um, I guess you can say my origin is Italian. Okay. Um, I studied marketing at Dawson, which was like a three-year technical program. Okay. So it was a business management marketing. And then I went into Concordia. I did a bachelor's in communications and cultural studies. Okay. Because I thought it would complement well. With marketing. The marketing deck that I had, because I didn't want to repeat a lot of the things that I already did in college. So you went into communications. Yeah. Okay. Communications and cultural studies. Okay. Yeah. So, um, tell me a, bit, a little bit about your origins. So, your parents are from Italy, and you were born in uh, in Montreal. And are you, were you born in Little Italy, or you were just born in? My grandparents are from Italy. Uh, so, your grandparents. Yeah. So, you're the second generation. 
Uh, yeah. Born here well, in Canada. I'm born here and my parents are born here. Okay, okay. All right. Yeah. So as an Italian, do you have like a lot of uh, family parties? You, you're always together? Well, yeah, definitely. We, I come from a big family. Yeah. Like it's normal on Sundays to go to my grandmother's house and have a Sunday lunch with like my immediate family, which is like my grandparents, my aunts and uncles, yeah. my cousins, my parents. So, um, yeah, we do have a lot of family gatherings. I guess it's so normal to me. I don't really think it's out of the ordinary. <laughs> it's something yeah. so normal. Uh, yeah. Um, but um, no, we pretty much have a lot of events. Yeah. Do you speak Italian? Do you speak I speak a poor dialect of Sicilian. Ah, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> How come? <laughs> Because there's a lot of dialects in Italy. Okay. So, like, there's the main Italian language. Yeah. But then each small little region has their own dialect. Okay. Which is, like, a, vari uh, like a variation of, of the, the original Italian language. Okay. And uh, I grew up closer with my Sicilian grandparents. Okay. And uh, they speak... Uh, I think their Italian has been influenced from the... Some of the words that okay. they picked up here, too. From Quebec. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, they'll say, like, to say stop, okay. they'll use the word stoppa. Stoppa. But it's not an Italian word. Oh, so it's a mix of English and Italian. <laughs> English and Italian. And sometimes I think French, too. Okay. Like, she'll say the store and she'll say, uh, like, once they use the word magazzina. Ah, like, okay. <laughs> that, that's not, like, that's a not word. Italian. <laughs> <laughs> like, magazine. Yeah, magazine. In, in yeah, French. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I think it's like broken Italian. It's broken Italian. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. But um, it's interesting nonetheless. I completely understand Italian. Yeah. And so, can respond back. So. so coming from like a strong family, I think one of your priorities is always like having a strong family, like being together with your family, no? Uh, yeah. Well, I guess like living here, yeah. that it's hard to tie down those like traditions. Yeah. So, like, I'll sometimes maybe have to skip the Sunday, the Sunday lunch. Or yeah. I guess now that I'm done school, so I've actually graduated. Yes, um, Thank you. <laughs> And um, I guess you can say, like, now I have a lot more free mm -hmm. time. But when I was full-time in school and full-time working and also running my page, okay. it, it was like, I, it's so sad to say this, but, like, I wasn't always there yeah. or... So you weren't as involved because you have school, work, and social media. So you were, you missed some uh, some meetings with your family. Yeah. Yeah. But you you have time. You always go and see them. Yeah. yeah. Like if I like for sure. I my grandparents actually live two streets down from me. Uh, yeah. So sometimes on the way home, I can just stop by, say hi, get a coffee, and leave just to check up on them. <laughs> That's good. Talking about coffee, I I saw on your social media like you really like. Do you really like coffee, no? Espresso? Oh, my God. I love coffee. Uh, latte? Oh, my God. Everything. <laughs> well, I honestly, I drink a lot more espresso now. Yeah. and Or I go for a cappuccino with, like, coconut milk or oat milk. Okay. Only because I, like, stopped having milk. And, um... Are you, like, lactose-free or, like... Well, now, I'm not... I haven't been diagnosed as, like, having a lactose intolerance, <laughs> okay, okay. but I stay away from milk okay. altogether. Cheese is very hard to stay away from, but now I'm on a specific diet where it's, like, I cut out gluten, I cut out cheese. Okay. So I don't have, like, a latte that often. Okay, so and you if, go with cappuccino. Cappuccino, and if I do, it's with, like, oat milk or coconut milk, but I love coffee. You love coffee? Is that yeah. because you're Italian, or that's just because you're just like that? 
That's a good question uh-huh. <laughs> because when I was a little kid, yeah. you know, I always loved coffee, and it's like you shouldn't drink coffee as a little kid. Okay. But then my grandfather would be at the table, and he'd like push me the glass and be like, "You want it? Try, <laughs> try, yeah. I try, I try." I'm like, "Okay, no, no, no problem, no, no." Meaning grandfather mm-hmm. in Italian. Yeah. And uh, I always liked it, and then from there on, I haven't stopped drinking coffee. So. I don't know where it came from. It could be because of the fact that my family is always having yeah. coffee. Like yeah. espresso for supper is totally normal. It's totally normal. Like you have espresso at supper. Like after supper. After supper. Like with dessert, it's totally normal to have coffee. <laughs> <laughs> it's like expected. Yeah. It's like if you don't have coffee, uh, it's kind of like rude almost. Yeah. Like you weren't prepared. I went to Italy in around 2015. In Me too. Yeah. You too. Yeah. <laughs> where? Well, I went in the summer, July to August. Yeah, yeah, yeah. End of July, early August. Okay. You? Uh, no, well, if when I remember did you go? correctly, it was in 2014. It was oh, okay. 2011. But I went to Como. Oh, I didn't go to Como. No, you didn't go to Como? No, that's northern of Italy, right? Yeah, northern Italy. Okay, no, I didn't, uh, I didn't go there. And, yeah, what surprised me the most is that every corner of the street, they have like a small little, little coffee shops. Every, like, you go and there's a small coffee shop here, another one here, so it's very nice to have that sense of, um, also smell yeah. of coffee, yeah. Oh my God, it smells so good. Yeah. It's hard not to get addicted. Yeah. For people who don't drink coffee, I don't even know how you function during the day. Yeah, so you drink a lot of coffee to get by the day, to just go through the day. I used to have like three coffees a day minimum oh, yeah. to get through the day. But that was when I was like, I like didn't have time to like do anything. So <laughs> I didn't have time to sleep yeah. or relax. Okay. Or, like there, I think there was a period, I would say at least for a good year yeah. where it was like really hard to stay awake during the day. Did you have school and work and everything? Yeah, exactly. So um, I had like three coffees a day and sometimes I felt like it would do nothing. But now, now that I eat better, I have less workload and yeah. like I'm start kind of getting a good balance. Yeah. Now I just have coffee like once a day. Once a day. Because right. I like the taste. Because you like the taste. Yes. All right. So what I see, uh, because you were part of the, the, of the panel for Influencers Night, mm-hmm. as a fashion influencers. And right now, I think you you you're great looking. Oh wait, let's say look. You look, look great. You look great. Sorry <laughs> about job. that. Sorry okay. about that. So, how, where does that passion for fashion comes from? Um, I actually mentioned this on the panel when yeah. I was younger. Yeah. I used to tell myself, I will never work in a retail store. That must be the most boring job that anybody can ever have. You just stand there all day and yeah. you fold clothes. Like, yeah. Why would you do that to yourself? Like I had a hard time like folding the clothes in my room. Imagine like going to, <laughs> to work during the day to fold someone else's clothes. Like, yeah. I was just like, that's too boring. Because I worked, I also started working at a bakery okay. and later um, a pastry, which served actual coffee. Okay. So like you, w- I would make espressos and lattes. Oh, so you were already involved in the coffee. Yeah, yeah. as I got older, when I was like 14, okay, okay, I was yeah. already making like coffees and okay. at an Italian yeah. pastry shop. Actually, a lati. You've probably heard of it? No, maybe? No, no. Okay. Well, it's a well-known pastry in okay. the East End. Okay. And uh, I worked there for three years, serving coffee and pastries. Okay. I couldn't eat the pastries because I couldn't eat gluten. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes. Okay, okay. But, um, well... 
So we, you yeah. Say, yeah, yeah, we we go back to retail stores. You were, you were, oh yeah, you were working at a coffee shop, and <laughs> at some point you decide to to work in a retail store. Yeah, so at this point, I loved the fast pace. Like, you had to work every holiday. You had to serve customers. You had to be good at multitasking. It was like a nonstop job. Yeah. So it was so fun. And then it was next to my high school. So okay. then when I started college, I went to Dawson College. Yeah. And it was downtown. Yes. So I'm like, there is no way I can finish school at 3.30 downtown and then go to work at 4. Okay. Like, to the pastry. So, um... There was one boutique that I really liked. So one store that I really liked, and it was called Olivia at the time. Okay. And there was only one boutique in Licour Montréal. Okay. So it was uh, Station Peel. Station Peel, yeah. Yeah. So I walked in, and I would always buy the clothes, and then they opened the second location in the Atwater location. Okay. Which is the same metro like Dawson. Okay, yes, inside. Inside. Dawson is inside, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, you know what? I actually like the clothes in the store. It's so convenient because it's right next to Dawson. and I'm taking eight classes. Like, it's just convenient to yeah. be here. Yeah. And I love being downtown. Okay. So if I'll come here on the weekends, all the better. Because, yeah. like, go out later, party out. hard, yeah. <laughs> go to work the next day, get on the metro, no problem. Okay. So then I, I applied, and they told me, you're going to get 50% off the clothes. Um, clothes. Yeah, yeah, if I work there. Okay. So I'm like, what? That's amazing. <laughs> That's a lot, yeah. And then I'm like, oh my God, how am I going to tell this to my boss now? Okay. She's going to be like, you're leaving us? Like, that's uh, not okay. Yeah. Because they're older, the, the owners at Aladdin. Okay, yeah. So, so I would say they're like my second pair of grandparents. Okay. For the way that they would act. Yeah. And then after I decided, you know what? Like, it's time to leave. It's three years I'm here. Yeah. And then I actually applied at a retail position yeah. and I started working at a store but the thing about working at Olivia was that it was a small boutique okay so it wasn't like working at H&M or Zara yeah. where it's like a larger retailer and like you don't really serve customers unless like they need an item that they want yeah so when you're working at a little boutique it's more of a personalized shopping experience yeah because it's uh, like uh, more smaller so you have to really connect with people they just in this space yeah exactly yeah. and because of the layout of the store you don't see all the items at once like okay. it's like you really have to look yeah so then people will come in the store and be like oh my god i'm going out on saturday i don't know what to wear or i have a bridal shower like what do you guys have and then, like, slowly, slowly, it's like you start grabbing the pieces yeah. that you think, okay, this person with this body type, with this, like, party in mind, like, okay, like, let me start thinking about what they would like. Yeah. So then you start pulling items in the store, like, you're socializing, they try everything on, they're asking for your opinion, and it's really, it's like you're bonding with people, you're helping them. Yes. And then you're making them feel better about how they look. Yeah. And it's, like, slowly, slowly... The reoccurring customers, they almost become your friend because you start to know each other so yeah. well. But was that easy for you to really match clothes and mix it? That was your first experience with uh, working in a, in a cloth store. But was, was, it, was it easy for you? Like, um, this cloth goes with this and that? That's a good question. Because yeah. when I first got there, it's like you have to... When you work in a little boutique, you have to know what's on the floor. Yeah. Because... The way we had it was that there was five items of each clothing item on the floor. Yeah. So there were three smalls, two mediums, and two large on the floor of every item. Okay, every item has the small, medium, and large. Yes. Okay. But like three smalls, two mediums, two large. Okay, three, okay. And then we had some extras in the back. Okay. So if you sold one of the items on the floor, 
you had to replace it with an item from the back. Okay. But it's like to know, to remember all those items that you sold, you kind of have to know, like, I know what's on the floor. I know what's in the back. Like this, it just like makes the process a lot faster. Okay. So when you first arrive and you first start working in a clothing store, it's like you don't know the clothes, you don't know the brands, you don't know what the style's like exactly. Because when you purchase multiple brands in the same store, like you'll see like after a while, you start to see the same styles, but just like a few things are different. Every, like, so every uh, cloth brand are different, but there's some details that make them uh, like- Similar. Similar, okay. So like we had like, um, a lot of items that I guess you could say not weren't basics, but that you knew like, okay, four weeks from now or two weeks from now, I'll probably get that again. Okay. Or if I saw this item last winter, which was like the bandage skirts at the time, yes. like the thick, good material ones. Okay. Like I knew when they would be coming back okay. because like I was already familiar after a few with, months with, the inventory, with the inventory, with the style of the store. Okay. And like from there, you start to pick up what the purchasing habits are of the store. Yes. And it makes it super, it makes it so much easier when you're familiar with that to sell to people because then you know what you have in store. And then the more you serve people, the more you understand how clothes fit, like different body types. Yes. And then I think slowly with time, I would say it took at least like two months to get to the state where I was super, super comfortable and I knew I could sell whatever I gave people. Okay, so you were competing with management, the inventory, the clothes. So you knew how many clothes there were in the back, in the front. Yeah. You knew how to sell to people. So, and to answer there, like, uh, if they want something else, you can, you knew what, oh, this is, I can give you this and, and that. So, yeah. in terms of managing, you were good at, at that. Yeah, like, even with the people, like, I will go into work not thinking I'm going into work. Okay. I will go into work thinking, okay, I'm going and hang out with some women and helping them shop. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and if I can actually make them find something that they like, then it's like, it's not that it's good for the store, but it's like, wow, I was able to actually help that girl. Yeah. Or I was able to give her like a boost of confidence when she felt like, crap, like, yeah. well, what am I going to wear tonight? Yes. <laughs> or whatever. Can I say that? Yeah, you can say that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think there are some people watching that the lives or hey there so if you have any questions you can always leave it on the comments and we will answer it later later so going back to that uh, so you were working at Olivia yeah and that's where your passion for fashion comes from but I think it's more like I think it's more like um, helping people feel confident more like having that like more than loving clothes is that right I loved helping people, but it also made me realize like how much I liked playing with clothes. Like I loved trying on clothes. Like I love creating different outfits that people wouldn't think look good at first. Yes. Like I liked like matching things all together that seemed out of the ordinary for the average person. Okay. So like I was always someone, I was always told that I'm someone who is very creative. Yeah. And it's like, I never realized until I started actually working in a store and had to style the mannequins, had to help with the merchandising, yes. had to style the catwalks. Yeah. Like, um, I never realized how much creativity can go into like your fashion yeah. until like I started working in it. Okay. And 
from there, like, I think my love for fashion grew. Okay. Because I realized, like, okay, it's... At first, when I was younger, I thought it was very materialistic. Uh, yeah? But then as I got older, I'm like, this is so fun. Like, I can express myself differently with, through, like... clothes. The clothes that I wear, the outfits I put together. Yeah. And I got, I got a 50% discount. I, like, I bought clothes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you bought clothes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, I wasn't, like, afraid to buy a, a ton of clothes. Mm-hmm. And I think that made it a lot easier, too, to be able to, like, change my wardrobe. Yeah. Any bad experience that you have when you were working in a, in a retail store? Like any lady that came and she wasn't really happy with what Oh my were... God, for sure. <laughs> oh my God. The, okay. the location we were in uh-huh. at Atwater, oh my gosh. The amount of things that uh-huh. could have gone wrong, that went wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they all went wrong. <laughs> But um, do you want to know one experience yeah. in specific? Yeah, yeah. let's go. I'll never forget this experience I had with a customer. So I was at the Atwater store and I was working alone at this point. Yeah. And it was like rush hour. I shouldn't have been alone, like I think for like those two hours that I was. Yeah. Because it's a small store and there was a lineup to the cabin. Okay. People all holding clothes. There were it was a lineup at the cash. And then this one lady comes in and she has a skirt that was purchased from Olivia that I have never seen in my life. Okay. <laughs> I have never seen this skirt in my life. And she wanted to return it. Okay. And she didn't have the bill. Okay, wow. And I was like, okay, no bill. I have no idea where this item came from, mm-hmm. but there is a tag on the item. Okay. Fair enough. So then I talked to her and I asked, like, when was it purchased? Like, how did you get this item? <laughs> yeah, where, where did you get it? Did you get it from here? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so she was saying, like, I got it from here. Okay. Which in my mind, I thought could have been something that was like left in the warehouse for God knows how long. And <laughs> okay. then they just took it and put it on the floor to sell. And then this woman happened to see it, picked it up and bought it. Yeah. But normally, even if that's the case, like it's final sale. Because at our store at the time, the policy was you have 14 days to exchange yes. or receive a store credit. Okay. We didn't give money back. And we actually couldn't do it through or yes. we were told we couldn't do it through the credit card through system. The credit. Okay. Okay, so she's like, I want my money back. Like, I don't want to set him anymore. And I told her, I'm like, look, the policy here is 14 days to exchange or receive a credit note. And she's like, what? She's like, nobody (laughs) told me that. If I known, I wouldn't have bought it. I'll never forget what this item was. It was a pencil skirt below the knee with a cheetah print. But it was like Uh a a cheetah print. Uh, But it was all orange with like patches of black cheetah oh wow so like it looked like it was so old like anyways so the item was old yeah i couldn't refund her money there was no bill and i'm explaining this to her and the situation and she's like i want my money back i don't care and at this point there's a lineup at the cash there's a lineup at the like cabin. cabin And I kept telling her, like, I'm so sorry. Like, I'll give you a store credit. It's not a problem. We can, like, do that. She's like, no, I want my money back. She was insistent. So I called my manager and yeah. I explained the situation. And she goes, no, like, you have to give her a credit. That's yeah. the store policy. You can't do that. Especially, like, if it's an old item, which she had claimed she bought, like, weeks ago. Yeah. Which already there, you're past the 14 days. Yeah. And it's not an item that, like, we could probably resell. Okay. So my boss was like, no, there's no way. You have to tell her. 
And then she was causing a scene in the store while there's these people. Oh, my God. And I'm like, I'm like young at this point, And I'm like, okay, lady. <laughs> you were like, oh, my God, what should I do? I don't know what to do at this yeah. point. Like, I'm really sorry. Yeah. I was, like, trying to put myself in her shoes. Like, I totally understand where you're coming from. She did not leave. And she refused that I would serve other clients at the cash at the same time we were talking. Which, first of all, you shouldn't do. Yeah. I was just trying to help the other people get through the line. You go faster, yeah. She would stand in front of the people. Yeah. And, like, stop me. <laughs> like, really rude. To the point where, like, I started getting scared. Because I'm like, she's coming off aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to call security. So you called security? I had to call security. At this point. Because she's getting upset to the point where like she'll block a customer from coming in yes and it's like okay you're causing a hostile environment now okay so i was telling her look like i'll have to call security like this is all we can do and she insisted 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 and then like i called security i'm like can you please like come help because yeah. like i'm alone in the store and like there's nothing i could do at this point okay And uh, once, like, I ended up getting off the phone with security, security never came. I, they never came, okay. I called again, and she's like, okay, I'm going to leave. And as she left, she took, like, clothes off the racks, threw them on the floor, took clothes, threw them oh over there, <laughs> walked out of the store, pulled it from oh the rack. And then she was just, like, hitting things and, like, walking oh out and causing a scene. And I'm there, like... What an experience. Oh, my God. All the customers saw this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were in line, like, watching me. I, will, I swear, I could have cried. Yeah. I did not, but <laughs> did not. I could have cried. Like, I was just like, oh, my God. Inside, like, yeah. Yeah, like, what did I do to, like, deserve this crap right now? <laughs> <laughs> but I felt really bad. Like, yeah. after working there a bit longer, I realized I probably could have gave her back cash. Yeah. But... Also, like, my boss wouldn't have wanted that because it was a very old item. And okay. at that point, like, it's not. Mm. I just, like, really went on a rant. I'm sorry. No, no, that's okay. I'm just listening to it. That was okay. a good experience. But I'm just going to, after, after you work at Olivia, mm -hmm. did, you, did you work in any, any other retail stores? Or did you stay, like, in Olivia for a long time? I was at Olivia for almost three years. Three years. Which is funny because I say like three years is the cutoff date because <laughs> then I need a change. Yeah, the coffee shop was three years <laughs> three too. Three years, yeah. yeah. And um, so then I, I had to stop working at a point because yeah. um, I had to stop working at a point because I was sick and I wasn't able to work. Yeah. So then about a year later, I had a few jobs in between like small jobs and I hated them all and I just wanted to get back into retail okay. because like I couldn't have stayed at the time. And um, then I applied to Kuka, which actually opened in the same place that Olivia at Peel ended up closing. Olivia in a closing? At Peel, yeah. At Peel, oh, Peel, near Olivia. The location. Okay, okay. No, the same location, like the, the location at Peel ah. of the store Olivia closed. Okay, okay, okay. And then the store Kuka, okay. which was located at Montréal, Saint-Laurent, they opened up in the same location where the Olivia store was. Okay. And I applied right. for a job there. And I ended up working where I started at Olivia. Uh -huh. So you went back to the, the place, okay? Yeah. Uh -huh. Well, I had walked into Kuka, and I loved the clothes, and they yeah. kind of reminded me like Olivia, so I asked the manager if they were hiring. Why did Olivia close? When making a lot of money? Why did they close? Yeah. Uh, that I don't know. You don't know? No, no. 
Right, they, they need to refund more people. I don't know, maybe customer services, who knows. I also think it had a lot to do with like everything was going online. Oh, yeah. So like, like Olivia was like the store to be in when I was like really young. Yeah. And like my older sister and maybe her friends, they like would shop there. It was like the place to go to if you didn't, if you went everywhere and couldn't find anything. Okay. But it's like when you get older then, it's like now it's like, okay, I could go on Fashion Nova. Yeah. I could go on Pretty Little, like Pretty Little Thing. Like there's a lot more stores available online. Online, yeah. So it's like less appealing to have okay. to go to the store. So then it was during that transition. Okay. That they closed. So they closed because maybe because of the internet and that they didn't they didn't did they have like an online store? Did you not? They started doing online, right? Yeah. Like around the time that I had left. They started doing online, but it was like very limited. Okay. So like only in Canada, like you pay for shipping. You pay like, for shipping. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't like the ideal situation. Okay. And then it was like no returns okay. unless like you came to the store. Or, okay. So there were limitations. So it's not something that I think everyone would want to do. Yeah. So then you now you start working again in an old retail store. Mm-hmm. Um, how long have you been working in that in, in retail stores? Mostly clothes, huh? Yeah, exactly. So when I was retail, it was just like the clothing retail, yeah. like apparel. Um, I, after a few months, uh, my manager ended up promoting me to manager at the Montreal location. Okay. And then I would say I stayed about two years. So overall... So then I ended up managing the store at Montreal. Yeah. And I loved it. It was my favorite thing I could possibly do. I love being at that store. I love like managing it. I love the customers. But then I think you come to a point where it's like when you know you can't grow anymore. Yeah. And it's like it was fun while I was in school. Mm-hmm. Like you're managing a store and you're like in university and like It's all clothes and like you, I met like bloggers. Oh yeah? Yeah, because like they would come and like borrow clothes to shoot in. Yeah. So I met like bloggers, I met photographers, like I met people that were in like the field. The field, yeah. Yeah, so like I studied marketing, like it was like so fun. And um, that was actually when I started getting into like taking my own pictures. Okay. When like I was working at KUKA. Because I realized, like, okay, like, I can try on all these clothes. Like, I work in a store. I get dressed up every day to come here. <laughs> okay. Like, you have to go looking good because you have to sell the clothes. Yeah, yeah, that's, mm. that's it. You have to look good if you want to sell it, yeah. Right. So um, that's when I started, like, posting some stories. Posting s- on Instagram. Yeah. All right. On Instagram. I saw that you started your Instagram around uh, 2018. Mm-hmm. I, 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 like, archived a lot of pictures. Yeah. And uh, if I if you go and you scroll to your profile, mm-hmm. your pictures get better and better with time. Uh, the there are different themes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like that's a perfect reflection of who I am because <laughs> okay. I get bored very fast. Okay. I get bored super fast, so it's like, oh, this is not my phone. <laughs> <laughs> so after I see like, okay, I just posted like eight pictures. Yeah. Like I'll just get on it. Like the theme is always different. <laughs> Yeah, that's why I saw. I saw that yeah, it gets uh, more bright 
And then I did a bit darker. Yeah, because then I get bored. Like, okay, it's bright now. I'm bored. Okay, next season. <laughs> okay, so you're trying to match to match the pictures with the season, with fall, summer. I think it kind of happened that way. Like, if you look. Yeah. Like this, it was all cohesive at the very, very bottom. Okay. But like that was summer. It was brighter, and then it turns into fall. Like the colors change. Like mustards in. Yeah. Like like neutrals in. And then, also, like, your clothes also fit with the season. Like, you're trying course. to match the seasons with your canteen and clothes. I don't do it intentionally, but yeah. I think it's just normal, like, because okay. you pull out your winter clothes. Okay. I'm the person who has, like, too many clothes so that I have to put my winter clothes in bins. <laughs> okay. And then when like, when, like, winter comes, I have to, like, take all my summer clothes, put them in the bins, yeah. take out my winter clothes. Yeah. Like, it's a problem. <laughs> like, it's, it's a problem. It's a lot of clothes. How many pairs yeah. of clothes did you have? I can't answer that question. I have no idea. <laughs> okay, okay. I have no idea. You, know, you don't know? Let's not keep track. <laughs> do you do the same with shoes? shoes? I have a lot of shoes. You have a lot of shoes too? Which now when I'm working, I can't wear more than half of the shoes that I have. Okay. I actually don't have shoes for work because mine are like over the top. Okay, wow. Like, I have, like, a bunch of sneakers. I have, like, funky shoes. I have high platforms. And then it's like, I have to go to work and wear what? Like. So you don't have, you don't have any uh, shoes for work? That's what you're saying. I left one pair at work that's, like, a very basic loafer okay. so that no one would stare at my feet. <laughs> okay. Because, like, I can't wear sneakers at the office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is unfortunate. Because yeah. I would love to wear, like, my suit with sneakers. Oh, yeah? But I can't, so uh, yeah. But the, does he match the sneakers with a suit? Can you match of it? Of course. Yeah. Okay. Of course, that's so nice. I was, I had a podcast with uh, Camelo, your boyfriend. Yeah. And I asked him, do you go and shop with your, your girlfriend? <laughs> and he told me, yeah. He said, we are perfect fit. Aww, <laughs> you're so cute. <laughs> I just want to say, when... When you go shopping, how do you how do you shop? Do you go like are you more like online shopping or you go to to uh, to retails and try to see and fit clothes? It depends what I'm buying. Yeah. Like for clothes every day or for events, sometimes I'll go in store. Yeah. But um, let's say it's like I haven't found a dress for an event, yeah. then like I'll look online. Okay. Or I love Fashion Nova, but like I'm really trying to save my money right now, okay. so the shopping has been like, uh, okay. <laughs> which is a good thing. But um, I like going in store. I prefer in store because that's where, like, I like seeing the sales that are in store yeah. too. I shop by sales. Are you shop by sales? Okay. Yeah. So trying to see, uh, okay, this is less expensive and this too, so I can, they can fit together. Yeah, and like all the retailers have like oh, huge sales, especially now since everything is online. Yeah. Like, like, there's like summer sales that are happening in summer because they're getting their fall collection and they start like the summer sales so early that it's like, okay, I'll buy this. It'll be good for next year. Yeah. Like for super cheap because they're discounted at more than 50% off. Okay. Let me ask you a question. It seems like a lot of people that are into fashion and buy a lot of clothes. They have this habit of buying sales. Is it because they, at some point they say, oh, I'm spending too, too much money so I have to see. I want to still buy clothes but I have to see if they're in, sell, uh, in sales. Because I know a lot of girls, is, I only buy by a discount or by sales. Do you develop that because you're so into shopping and so into clothes that you have to wash your money? Or that you... I think that's definitely a part of it. Yeah. 
Um, I don't know, like, I don't like spending a lot of money, like, okay. for, like, clothes. Yeah. If I know, like, if I wait a week or two, I'll just get a discounted rate. Okay. Because, honestly, if you're a consistent shopper at yeah. certain stores, you'll catch on very quickly when they're going to have a sale. <laughs> okay. Okay, okay. Like, Aldo Accessories, for example... I love going to Aldo Accessories. I know it's not clothing. Yeah. But like there, it's like I see the items and I'm like, okay, that's going to go on sale. I'll go back a week later and it's on sale. Okay. But they changed it up. Before it was like, oh, this is 50% off. This is 50% off. Now, if you go see their sales section, it's buy one, second one free. Oh, uh, yeah. Or like you... buy one, second one, half off. Why did you change it to a... Uh, Why did they one? do that? Yeah. Because they make more money that way. Okay, for the two, two or one, then percentage. They make more money selling both. Yeah, exactly. Okay. All right. But do you think that a lot of, uh, a lot of fashion influencers, they shop that way? Sorry? Do you think that they, a lot of fashion influencers, they shop that way with discounts? Um, I, I, would, I would say yes. Yeah. Because it gets expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or they probably shop, borrow the clothes, return the clothes. Like, and borrow, shoot. And take a picture and post it on, on Yeah, the that's how you have to start. I was lucky. I worked at Kuka, so I didn't have to do that because I would just get discounts. Okay, so <laughs> you get discounts, then take a picture and post it on Instagram? Like, uh, because when I saw your profile, when you started, it wasn't uh, as much as clothes. You know, It was for fun. It was for fun. Because, you know why? Yeah. Because when I was in marketing, yeah. the internship I did, because I wanted to work in public relations. Okay. So when I first started my internships, because I had to do an internship after my program, in 2015, uh, one of my jobs was to look for fashion bloggers. Okay. And this was like when it just first started. Okay. And... Um, It was very different back then because, like, there was no such thing as an influencer. Like, that term did not exist. Okay. It was purely a blogger, and they had to have a website. A website, okay. So those were the criterias I was looking for. It had to be somebody that had a nice Instagram feed, that had a website, and that identified themselves as a blogger. Like, there was no such thing as influencer back then. So you were doing then. a marketer for a company that was looking for uh, to have those bloggers? It was a public relations okay. boutique. Okay. Yeah, so one of their tasks was to reach out to bloggers to invite them to the event. Okay. Which is similar to today, but now like it exploded okay. the industry. But in 2015, I'm telling you, like it was when it first like was becoming like known. Okay. And um, I always told myself like I never want to be the influencer. Well, I never at the time blogger. Yeah. Like I never want to be the blogger. Why so? I always said, like, I want to be the person mm -hmm. that all the companies want to have because they know that I'm going to find the right people. They're, they know that if they have me on their team, that they're going to succeed. Like, I wanted to be the person behind the camera. Behind the camera, That yeah. does all the work <laughs> and that all, like, the bloggers want to know because they know if I know that one, I'm going to get, like... You're like the agent. Like, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wanted to be, like, the top one. Okay. Like, that's what my dream was then. Okay. Because ideally, I wanted to like go to school in the States and I wanted to become a publicist, okay. which is like for celebrities, mm -hmm. that person that like 
gets them the jobs that like the top agent like, yeah, yeah, yeah that knows all the people yeah. that does all the back end shitty work but that everybody's <laughs> all like the celebrities would be like I want her yeah, yeah, yeah like right. that was my dream then okay okay like that's what I wanted so you were starting to develop those uh, those skills at that time looking for bloggers yeah to, to help the company yeah 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 Yeah, and I at this time I even still worked at Olivia too. Yeah. Like I was doing two jobs. Two jobs at the same time. Yeah. And then like but it was fun. Like the internship was free actually at the okay. time obviously because if you're you're in like marketing from college or if you're in like um like school with no co-op, yeah. like you have to work for free. Okay. <laughs> like that's what it is. So and then you were posting on Instagram for fun. What what surprised me the most is that uh, you started like posting on 2018, but you grew your following into uh, into 10k in just two years. Like, yeah. How do you how do you how did you grow your following? Because 2018 is it was already a little bit harder to get followers. It just started like in 2015, 14, then you you came and get a lot of followers easily. But in 2018, how did, you, how did you do that? Well, I didn't start my Instagram in 2018. Okay. Like, I had an Instagram had. account that I was posting, like, everyday pictures on. Okay. That, like, I had all my friends on. Yeah. That it was, like, a normal thing, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I really got into it in 2018. Okay. When I was working at Kuka. Okay. And I think it was a lot easier then Because I was super active on it. Okay. And, like, when you work at a store in Plateau Montréal, like, you always have content you could create. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's super easy. Because people, like, like um, attach easily to videos. Yeah. So, like, I was always on my stories. A lot more than I am now. Okay. So, like, I was talking on my stories. I was showing outfits. Snapchat at the time. I did, no, I was never into I, Snapchat. I never into Snapchat. No. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. At a point, yes. When, like, before I started anything. Yeah, yeah. But no, no, I'm not crazy about Snapchat. So, were you wearing the Instagram stories, posting a lot of videos? Yeah, like, just about me going about my day. And then, like, I started just posting pictures because I was always out, like... Yeah. And it's like from there it started. I was using hashtags. Hashtags okay. were very effective then. Okay. Like location. Locations. And it was like from there it grew. And then I would say like 2018 to 19, it was more just like for fun. For fun. But it's like I was still using those like hashtags. It was just humorish. But like a lot of the pictures are archived, so you don't see everything. Yeah. And then like slowly, like I started meeting people like Akuka yeah. and then I'm like okay like why don't we go take a picture my boss would tell me like try on the clothes like don't be shy to post it on the Kuka Instagram okay and then like slowly I just continued and like it evolved trying to collaborate with other people like taking pictures of yourself yeah Or, like, sometimes I was even out and my mom would take it. Okay. And then, like, my boyfriend was taking them. And then it was, like, a friend or, like, whoever I was with when I would go out and yeah. actually dress up. But then, like, during the day was my stories or, like, what I was wearing at work or, okay. like, you know, there was always, like, a lot of content to have. So when, when did you exactly uh, make that change to really, okay, I'm going to grow my, uh, my followers 
and not just post by for fun, but just a little bit for content creation and influence. When when was that? So like I mentioned that like for a time period I had like gotten sick and I wasn't working. Yeah. So everything I thought before that, like I had to like kind of restart. I felt like because there was a bit of a period. Okay. And then it's like I realized like okay maybe I don't want to work in PR because in Montreal like there's not a lot of money if you work in a small PR firm. Yeah. Like it's like it's like a really fun job in New York. <laughs> yeah. Like you know what I mean? It's yeah. so true though. They don't get paid the same thing. Yeah, okay, the standard of living, like the cost of living is a lot higher there. Yeah. But it's like they get paid more, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like more of a valued thing there, but it's also because they have a lot more agencies. There's like the fashion industry is blooming like blooming there. Yeah, yeah, blooming, yeah. blooming there. Yeah. Like, there's a lot going on. It's and totally you, different. You can't and you're in New York, it sounds, it sounds good, you know? Yeah. In Montreal, PR, like, okay, whatever. But exactly. Like, they put you on the top. Oh, PR, wow, yeah. And here, it's not to say everybody knows everybody, and I'm sure it's like that in every city. Yeah. But it's like here, like, if you work in PR, like, you know who works in PR. Like, everyone knows everybody. And yeah. there's a lot of drama to it. <laughs> and I can't. Okay. I cannot deal with the drama. And I think that's also why I stopped posting like okay. a, a bit. I don't know. There's a lot of drama. <laughs> so at that time you you, you went like in, a, in that period you were sick. Yeah, and then, and then I came out. Yeah. And then I realized like okay, maybe I don't want to be in that industry. Like I enjoy taking pictures. I always wanted a camera when I was younger. Yeah. So like something I would tell my family on the week like on the Sundays we were together when I was a little kid was like, I want a camera and I want to travel and I want to take pictures. And this was from a very, very young age. Okay. And I always asked for a photographer's camera to have as a gift for my birthday. Obviously, like back then they were super 10 times more expensive yes. than like they are now. Yeah. And uh, I never got one, but like I always got money and they're like, save up until you can buy your own camera. But then to actually go out and buy a camera... It was like I couldn't spend that much money on myself. Like, it's a lot. Yes. So, like, slowly, slowly, I got a better phone. I started taking pictures. Like, I was hanging out with people that were more into taking pictures. Yeah. At work, like, if you need to take a picture for the store, like, you would just do it on your iPhone. So then, slowly, slowly, I started taking pictures. Yeah. I would share those on my story. And then, like, it kind of evolved into, okay, taking pictures of myself, having people take pictures of me. Yeah. And then I think from there, I'm just like, okay, you know what? Like, I don't want to be the person at the back end. Not in Montreal, at least. Not in Montreal. And if I live here, like, I have to make something of myself. Yeah. So, like, I guess it just happened, like, in the spur of, like... Then just like that, like, life and to, events. To, to put your pictures and start growing your followings. Yeah, because then I would post stories on my feed when I was at work. Like, do you guys want to see more pictures of my outfits? Okay. Or, like... And they were all like, yes, do it, go. <laughs> I was like, okay. Okay. But do you edit your pictures? Yeah. Uh, they all take it with your phone. No. So you have a camera that somebody takes, like, you have like a photographer or you have your own camera now? I have my own camera now. And you do editing? I have, no, my boyfriend has his camera. Okay. But all of the pictures are my editing. Okay. So like... Anything like on a computer with a, like a, a program or just with your phone? Well, no, because if I just want it on Instagram, I'll just do it with my phone because like there's the Lightroom mobile app. Okay, so you do it with an app in, in the case? It's the, it's the Lightroom one. Okay. Like some people use like, I know, 
a lot of people use what's it called, visco. Yeah, visco. I don't use visco. I like I like playing with Lightroom. So, and I make like I use a few different apps sometimes yeah. depending on what I want. So do you recommend people to use uh, to edit the the picture before posting? Like, uh, is it better for to uh, to to get followers if you edit and you work on your pictures or just post a picture like that without uh, no no really editing? What are you just saying? Like for people? Yeah, as as a content creator and an influencer that's starting like. As a content creator that's starting, I think for sure, because you kind of want to have a theme going on. But there are a lot of people like on Instagram that I also see don't have a theme that much. Okay. And they're doing well, but it's because they're always on. Okay, they're always posting. Yeah, they're always posting. So it's like you always hear about their day. Like, like (laughs) that's like a good way of growing also, because you're constantly in contact with your audience that it's like they feel like they know you. Okay. Like, I find stories make a big difference, like, when you're the one talking. Yeah, because it's, it's, it's more faster also to just do a video than posting and write some a caption and do hashtags. So you just take your phone, do a, bit, a video, and then that's it. Yeah, I find the videos are good because they're more, like, personable. Yeah. And, like, the people can see who you actually are. Yes. I think in terms of growing, it's a mix of the two that you okay. should have. Like a mix of posts and stories. And on the feed. And, yeah, yeah, like a mix of the two. I wouldn't say just like your stories exactly. So, but, uh, yeah. When was it that you saw that you get like, uh, you saw, oh, oh my God, I have so many followers. Like, when was that uh, when you you went from, um, let's say you have like 100 followers and then you went from uh, 5,000. When was that big change on your feed? Because now you're at 11,000, but at some point you, you saw it, the, the movement, how do you, the momentum? I think it started in the summer. Mm-hmm. And like, I guess like I had like on average a thousand and one, just like with my friends and like people and like, yeah. like going public versus private. Yeah. Like I saw that. And then it's like the moment I went from. 1,001 to like 1,005. Okay. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> like, what's happening? Yeah. And I think it's such a small number, but like, that's when I would tell myself like, okay, like there's something. And then you can grow, you can grow more. Like, yeah. yeah. So from there, I don't know. Okay. And now, what do you do with that audience? Do you, do you uh, try to monetize it? Do you do ads? Do you work with brands? Yeah, so I work with brands, like I've worked with some brands, yeah. and I have received payment for some of the posts, Okay. but um, I've been a lot less active also, Okay. because like I'm done school, yeah. and like I want to build a career at the same time while I have like my personal stuff, Okay. so I've been super less active, because like I'm in the stage of my life where it's like, Okay, I need to prioritize my like actual working career. Yeah. So I can have less workload in the future and have both best of both worlds. So I want to have my personal feed and like your your career. Yeah. So how do you manage your uh, work social media balance? Like I've been struggling a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I I don't I barely post anymore. Okay. Like I'm I feel like I'm in I'm in like a break phase almost. Yeah, yeah. Where like when was the last time you post? So it's January 20th, which is 10 days ago. 10 days ago. Then like January 18th, 9th, 5th, 
December 5th. So there's a month gap there. Yeah. November 29th. Like, I'm really, like, really less active. So would you say that that affects your reach and your followers? Did you lose some followers? Yeah, like, especially now. Okay. Like, I would say the last, like, month. Okay. But it's like, I've been so un not active either. Okay. So, like... You have to work at it. Mm. Like, the more you work at it, the better it is for you, obviously. Okay. So. So for people that are listening and watching to this podcast, how, how, what can you tell them to, how can they deal with both? Like, work. Not only there's your work, your career, but also social media, and there's also your personal life. Yeah. So how, how do you deal with that, with everything? I guess that, like, it really depends because... It's like, for example, I live in the East End. Yeah. I work in Dorval. Okay. So it's like my day starts at like 6.30. I get home, it's like 6.30 okay. or 7 yeah. p.m. at night. And then it's like it's winter outside, so it's really dark. Oh, it's dark already. <laughs> it's <Right> dark. <laughs> and then it's like you eat supper. It's either like you work and like... If it's like if you don't have that nine to five job and you don't work an hour and a half away from where you're where you live like yeah. it's a lot easier to manage your time yes like i find i right now i'm at a stage where it's like i'm figuring it out yeah because like on the weekends like that's when you shoot yeah like go shoot on the weekends like when you go out and try to actually like have your own personal time like yeah. that's when you should shoot okay and like that's when you should like work on your feed and like you should schedule yourself like time slots where it's like okay i only want to work on growing my feed rather than like working on actual work okay so you take the weekends to really work on your content and yeah, social media okay exactly that's what i've been trying to do okay does that work right now yeah so i have like a backlog of things that i should be posting so you you schedule your, your content um no it's not scheduled yeah. but like i have like what i want it to look like so okay, you can so you prepare your content okay. ahead of time which you honestly shouldn't do, I don't find. I think it does, a lot of people do that, especially the ones that post a lot. Yeah, the ones yeah. that post a lot for sure, yeah, like you yeah. do. But I think like it should be back to like when Instagram just started where it's like, oh, I'm at an event, take a picture, post it right away. Like, hey, I'm here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So people are like, oh, she's there. Because then when I started scheduling my posts, like people were texting me, Baker, what are you doing there? <laughs> I'm just like, I'm not there. Okay, okay. Yeah. I'm not actually there. So there was a period where like, my like friend audience was just like what are you doing like okay. why are you posting that and you're not there yeah like it's so weird were you in new york the, like the other day like no so, like it's just a picture because then now you're focusing on, on on posting content to grow your brand and not just posting content to uh with friends interacting with friends yeah exactly okay yeah and See, before we, uh, we go into the last part of the podcast, I just want to say, um, where can people contact you, Bianca? What classes are you on? Oh, good question. I need to change my email on Instagram. Okay. So you could DM me, but I, ha like, I don't always respond. Email is a really good way if you actually want to contact me, and it's on my Instagram, but I have to make a personal one. Okay. So DM me on Instagram. If I don't answer right away, I am sorry. I will get to you. DM at Bianca Rizzuto. Bianca Rizzuto. My Instagram account is okay. Bianca Rizzuto. And then the email, you will, you will change it later. Yeah, I'm going to change it. So just as long as you can press it on my Instagram if you want to email me. Okay, good. All right. So on my Instagram. So whatever it is, I'll change email. Are, you using, are you using any other platforms? 
Um, I use Facebook too. Sometimes I just connect my posts. Just for like uh, content or just for friends and family? Content too. Content too, okay. I use Facebook. I would like to go into Pinterest as well and YouTube, but I have to really like schedule it. Okay. Carmelo's texting me right now actually. Okay. I think I he wants to come. He wants Where? to join the podcast here. Where is he? <laughs> I'm going to ask him now. So, hey Ricky, how's it going? Ricky was watching the podcast. Mm-hmm. All right, so if you want to contact Bianca, I'm going to put the links on the description. Uh, you can always contact Bianca if you have any questions about fashion, influencers, social media. Um, so I just want to ask you, how did you meet Camelo? Was it through Instagram? Did you ask him this question? No, I didn't. Oh my God, okay. <laughs> I didn't. So why are you asking me then? You could have asked him. Because I saw a, po- <laughs> I, I saw a post of you and him and he... Um, I don't know if that was the first time you met him, but he was wearing a mask. Huh? He was wearing a mask, a motor mask. Was it? There's a, there's a post of you and him, and he's in a... No. No. <laughs> okay, well, maybe I, I look it wrong. Yeah, no. There isn't. It's not him? All right. No, there isn't any picture. Uh, just looking through. Oh, that's not Carmelo. That's not Carmelo. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not Carmelo. I'm sorry. Let's... That's the suited racer. Uh, who is that? Oh, an influencer. Okay, I'm sorry. I thought it was Carmelo. I'm like, oh my god, it's Carmelo. No, it's not Carmelo. <laughs> okay, so how did you make Carmelo? Let's go. To, let's go back to that. We actually always had mutual friends because uh, we both okay. grew up in the east. Okay. And. Uh, It's like, there's like three known schools in the East End. Yeah. He was in another one. And we had mutual friends. And it's so funny because I think we connected on Facebook. Like okay. if I go on my Facebook back when I was in high school, yeah. like Carmelo, like we weren't, like he posted a comment saying like, oh, you look so cute here, yeah. <laughs> and it was like, now that I look back, like we, we hadn't really been like, friends like I knew of him probably through other friends yeah yeah so once we ended up at the same pool party okay in like sec two okay and like that's when we like spoke like hi bye like you good for the first time yeah yeah and then like at Dawson later on like we connected and became friends like the last year of Dawson okay like we became friends and then like over the summer like we just became really good friends and like we had a lot in common And, like, that's when I was working in a PR agency, and I saw he was posting pictures, and I'm like, you know, like, you should really become a blogger. And he's like, yeah, I know, that's what I want to do. Yeah. And, like, from there, like, we just grew a really great friendship. Yes. And, like, later on, I guess, like, we started going out. We, like, reconnected two years ago. Yeah. Like, we dated. So, as a couple that uh, that posts a lot on on social media, because both of you have, like, a a pretty good uh, audience... I think Camilo has more followers than you. Yeah, he started <laughs> when I was in PR, and I'm like, I'll re- I'll put you on our PR list, which I did at the <laughs> time did? actually. Right. But he wasn't officially a blogger then. Okay. He just had nice pictures because then it's like there was no such thing as an influencer. Yeah. So I'm like, I'll put you and uh, the friend, your friend, you know, on like the list so you could get invited to cool events. And he's like, oh yeah, you could do that. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, I got you. <laughs> and I felt so good. The So both of you posted... But we were friends. You were like, friends we at were that friends. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now that you're a couple and you 
especially at the time where you both were posting a lot, how did you deal with that? When you guys went shooting together pictures or you went separate ways or you were always together, he takes your pictures and she, you take his pictures? Yeah, like when we're together on the weekend and we're going out, it's yeah. very easy. Like, oh, I'll take a picture of you. Like, oh, let's let's go out. Let's like let's be cute. Let's content. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But it's like, it's not like the only, like why we go out. Yeah. Like we go out to have fun. Yeah. And like, it's just something we do while we're out. But you, so you take the time to create content together. So he takes a picture of you and then... I take it of him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because it's, it's, especially because both of you create content to post. But let's say if uh, maybe one, let's say just an, an example, you have a, a boyfriend, girlfriend that's not on social media, but the other one is in. How do you deal with that? Because the other one is always on social media trying to create his brand, but you are not. How, how can, what, what advice can you just say? Can you give? To people in that position? Yeah. Ooh, I don't know. You know? I don't know. Okay. Well, like, uh, like what advice I would give them? Yeah. Be well, you and Camelo are both posting a lot. So uh, social media is it's just part of your, your daily routine and everything. But for people that maybe they have like a, a boyfriend that's an influencer and she's not really into that. If she's not into it, by all means, don't do it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you don't have to prove anything to anybody. Yeah, like, yeah. it doesn't matter. Okay. I would say do your thing. <laughs> so he, one like, day you stop posting, you're not really into social media and Camelo's into social media. So that won't, uh, won't, won't bother you? Like, like if I choose to not be in it anymore? Yeah. Oh my God, of course not. Okay. If that's something he wants to do, like if you're together, like and just, I think that's regular relationship advice. Yeah. Like, but I'm so good to be the cheerleader. Okay. <laughs> like I'll be in the back taking the pics. If, like what I do is like my choice for me. Okay. Like I won't start doing something. It's like, if it's not something I want to do. Yeah. And it's like, if the other person is into something like, I'll be the photographer. You will, you will, okay, you will help, okay. <laughs> of course, and I think it should be like that in any relationship. Yeah. Because, and if you're not somebody who likes to do any of that, and you still love the person in front of you and vice versa, then it shouldn't even matter. Yeah, because there's a lot of talk about social media maybe destroying relationships, because the other one is too into that. But you will be the girl that really helps that your boyfriend with the pictures and... I think couples that would have issues like that, there's yeah. more issues than meets the eye. Okay. Like, if social media is breaking up the relationship, then you don't know why it's okay. the social media. Okay. Like, I don't know. That's a very touchy subject touchy because subject. everyone has their own perspective of that. Okay. So, like... So it's more than just because of social media. There's other stuff than social media. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know. Like I, I, there's a lot I could say, but there's a lot of different like people out there too. There's a lot of different types of boyfriends. There's yeah. a lot of different types of girlfriends. Yeah. So like, it's like if you're somebody who doesn't like if your boyfriend likes other girls' pictures then <laughs> like i mean yeah yeah there's a problem you like you guys are gonna struggle like yeah, yeah. you probably shouldn't you should have that discussion at the beginning and like set it straight like 
you can be this way and like, I don't know how that works. Matt, you're posting a lot of pictures on social media. You, you, it's a lot of boys pressure that. Is your audience mostly female or male? It's half half. Okay, so you get mm -hmm. those guys that are trying to DM you and ask you questions a little bit private. Do you? Um, like... Like when they leave a comment, they leave on like a comment. Of course, there's like the comments, like, yeah, yeah. oh, like whatever. Mm -hmm. There's like comments and it's like, okay, like I don't like, it's not like I'm encouraging it. Yeah. I'm not responding back in a leading, like misleading way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the most I'll do if it's something that I don't like, I'm, I don't agree with. Yeah. I like see it. I leave it on red. If it's something that I see it's somebody who's like encouraging me or just like liking my stuff or sending like a fire emoji, I'll like, I'll like what was sent. Okay. And that in my response is like, I see you, like I'm here too. Yeah. It's like, I like what you're saying. If it's something inappropriate, like you just delete, okay, over. Do you have an experience of somebody send, send you something that wasn't really appropriate? Uh <laughs> <laughs> and you want to share it? Before we finish the podcast, <laughs> let's finish I'm with my, that. My first hey, Who's the who? Hackman. Charles uh, Hackman. Hi. <laughs> um, I once got a really inappropriate photo. Oh, uh, yeah. And it's like they traumatize you. <laughs> you never forget about it. Okay, on Instagram? Yeah, and I'm just like, what the fuck? How did this get on my DMs right now? Oh Which is why when I don't know the person and I see it's a picture that was sent, like I don't even open it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I you just delete it. it. I literally delete. Then you go to the requests, messages, the ones you don't see. Do you go through it? I'm really bad with looking at my DMs. So okay. like I can show you right now what it looks like in my inbox. So like, obviously, like there's notifications. Four days ago, three days ago, two days ago. And then you have your request. Then I have my general, general, which is like, I don't know why they keep falling into my general. Like, see, I like them. Okay, that's some... Like, that's old. Okay. Like, I don't go through them often. And then there's requests. It's like, see if it says like, hey, love. Oh, I was invited to an event. <laughs> now she knows. <laughs> When was this? Five hours ago. Okay, it's not so bad. It's not so bad. Okay, but like you can tell. So yeah. like it says like, hi. Oh, shoot. I really need to look at these. <gasps> okay. So like you mentioned me in their story. We'll yeah, launch for the launch. Yeah, Patrick. From Why the... is that in my requests? Okay. Hi, Bianca. Would you like to promote your Instagram? You get those types, yeah. These, like I just delete. 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 Because it's like, yeah, okay, it would be nice, but like, no, you have to do it like authentically or else, like, it goes down. I'm a brand manager. Okay, I need to look at these. So you, you really go and you look at your request. You're trying to at least see the, one, the people that want to work with you collaborate. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So like this was just like a, hey, and then it's like, okay, who is this person? And I see it's a girl, Jas Jasmine. Yeah. So then it's like, okay, maybe she just wants to talk. Like, I'll accept that and okay. be like, hi, girl. Okay. Because you should connect with your audience for sure. So you're trying to always connect with your audience. Yeah, because yeah. like, 
I, sometimes I have younger girls that follow me. Yeah. And like once I answered back like a younger girl, I think she was like 12 and she's like, oh my God, like I can't <laughs> believe you answered me. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. of course, girl. Like, no problem. Hi. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah. And she was like super happy and like you gain like a good follower after. Yes. Because then it's like, oh my God, like she'll tell her friends or something. Yeah. I can't believe that yeah, just happened. Ask me back. Yeah. And it's like to us, it's like, okay, it's not a big deal. Like yeah. I'm nobody special. Like yeah. I'm just like you. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're trying to always keep in contact with your audience. Yeah, if they contact me, Carmel's calling. All right, so um, I know you have to go. And so what, what would you recommend to people that want to grow their following on Instagram in, to, in 2020 and beyond? What would Ooh, you... like starting in 2020? Yeah, something. Mm. Or maybe they really started. They are maybe at 1,000, 700. Like they're starting to grow but they want to really go beyond. What were the tips? Should they use hashtags? Should they just post a lot? They should literally use every channel they can think of online. Okay. They should post a lot, use a lot of hashtags, use a lot of stories, post consistently. Okay. Like I find if you're starting now, yeah. like you really need to like invest your time and energy in it. Just like when, when like I first started then, being in the place where I was like managing a store and like having more of that like free time or schedule it's like I was able to post a lot more I was able to be more interactive and like active on my feed yeah but it's like in 2020 like it's more saturated already so like you really need to work at it and you need to use like more platforms that like you link back to each other tiktoks and everything youtube well, like TikTok in itself is a new platform. Yeah. You can definitely grow right now on TikTok if you're really active on it. Okay. For sure. But it's like do things to like link your social media with each other. Okay. So let's say you do an ad on Pinterest, you should link it to like your the, Instagram, the feed. Instagram feed. Yeah. Okay. And like this way you get exposure. So trying to get the reach of other platforms to grow your Instagram. Well, if it's your Instagram that you want to drag to or like okay. a website or it depends what kind of content creator you want to be, right? Okay. If you want to be a YouTuber, you link it to your YouTube channel. Yes. Like it depends. All right. So trying to use all the platforms to, uh, to grow to, your main goal. To drive traffic. To the, to, the main, to the main goal. To your main page, yeah. Main page. All right. Hey, thank you so much, Bianca. Uh, I don't know how long we did the podcast, but it was great. I appreciate you... Um, taking the time uh, with me and with the audience to, uh, to talk about your journey, fashion, and Instagram, and mm-hmm. Camelo. I'm sorry, Camelo, I didn't know he, who was that, the guy who wore the mask. I'm like, <laughs> I think it was Camelo, I'm like, oh. He, <laughs> it was the student researcher, I can't <laughs> wait to tell him that he's gonna laugh. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. But thank you so much, thank you so much, Nick. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me, Hugo, was this was podcast. fun, I just spoke so much, thank you for your patience. Well, I'm here to listen, <laughs> and um, thank you for, uh, for those that watch the live on Facebook. Uh, you can always leave a question, and maybe we can answer it back. Uh, don't forget to like the page, Charles Ricky, and to YouTube there, don't forget to subscribe to the channel Influence Tonight, and uh, we will see each other on the next one. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening until the end. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please leave a review or a comment on all the audio platforms like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. And also, if you want to be part of the next event, you can always go on our Facebook page and you can see all the dates. So I hope to see you at one of our events. If not, I will see you in the next episode. Thank you.